Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Ah, God. The Danny Palmer Show has returned. Did you have a nice Valentine's Day pretending not to hate your fucking spouse for a day? Whoa, Danny, that is ridiculous. Just ridiculous behavior. Just because you don't have a girlfriend doesn't mean you need to lash out at those around you, Palmer. Get with it, pal. You know, everybody acts like Valentine's Day isn't the thing. Oh, it's just a homework holiday. But the, meanwhile, I was walking around uh, early evening tonight. I went to the gym early so that I didn't look like a loser later in the evening. I saw a lot of people with flowers, dude. So I think people are still into that shit, man. And you know what? I think it's good to be into all the holidays. Groundhog Day, Valentine's. It's all fun. You know? Like, you're only going to be alive for X number of years. So the holidays that arrive, weirder is, you know, minor or seemingly fabricated or manufactured as they may be. Hey, man, you know you know what holiday you're going to be looking forward to after you're dead? All of them, dude. You know? So fuck it. All right. That's the end of that idea. By the way, thank you for listening to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. I posted on Instagram today. I'm recording this on Tuesday on Valentine's Day. That uh, the the hosting provider for my podcast is Buzzsprout. And, I mean, they're great. You know, they always come up with little innovations and stuff like that. But like, they sent me an email and said I, they'd aired an ad of mine. It goes, "You just got paid," and I was like, "Oh, okay, nice." How much did I get paid? Six cents. And then I got a second email saying that I had been paid four cents. It's like, dude, I don't think that warrants an email. <laughs> and then, and then I posted that on my Instagram story and post because I was like, "Oh, look at me! I'm taking off." And then but I tagged the Buzzsprout account. And then someone, whoever mans that Instagram account, posted on my post and was like, be careful, Danny, with posting information about your money because people, scammers, are going to go after you to try to get your money. I was like, they're going to try to get my six cents? <laughs> I, I think I can ward off that threat sufficiently, bro. Like, why did they even post that? It was confusing to me. And then I just mentioned Groundhog Day, which was like a week ago, I guess. Dude, this Groundhog in Quebec that they use to do, to do like a you know fake Canadian version of Punxsutawney Phil died on Groundhog Day. Yee, that sucks. Out of all the fucking days, man. I would just like, if I was like in charge of Quebec, I'd be like, dude, no more. Just obviously that's a Pennsylvania thing. This is, this is in our bag. <laughs> you don't want to curse your next Groundhog, dude. Just... Call it a fucking John, dude. My friend Julio Gallarotti, uh, hilarious comedian. I'm opening for him a bunch of dates on the road this year. It's awesome. We're doing DC in March, March 3rd through 5th, Atlanta, Austin, Rhode Island. It's going to be so fun. Um, anyways, he was uh, making fun of me, as he often does, because I couldn't figure out how to get my Apple TV box to work. And it turns out that I just had to get a $5 uh, remote battery, <laughs> which is pretty you know, easy. Anyways, he goes, he's like, yeah, well, I guess that's more of a Gen Z problem. Cause he's like, I don't know, like nine years younger than me or something. I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm glad I'm Gen Z, bro. I'm glad that I grew up in the fucking eighties and nineties. And like, we went from going to like very dangerous water parks as a kid to very dangerous frat parties in college. And it was fun. <laughs> All of that shit was fun. We used to go to this, uh, this water park adventure Island in Tampa. And they had rides then that they just took down. Cause I went a couple of years ago during the pandemic and I was so excited to ride like the Everglades and the Tampa Typhoon and all this shit, the Gulf Scream. And they had taken almost all the dangerous rides down. And it sucks because those are the most fun, dude. Let us be let 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 the let us be fucking dangerous, dude. You know? 
like if you're a kid and you take your life in your hands and you get hurt fucked you're like fucked up really badly at the water park that's on you dude like let it be fun still you know and then in college we had a i was in pi kappa phi oh wow you're a white boy fraternity dude what a fucking original no wonder your podcast is making so much money hey fuck you honey okay (laughs) anyways we had a a bid week um pledge week whatever and we did like a fun party like every night of the week it was really fun we did like uh what did we do we had break the car (laughs) or like smash the car we would like buy an old car or pickup truck and it always had the glass still in it i'm like guys we should have got rid of the glass and then you would just beat the car i don't think that the girls in the sororities really like that party too much (laughs) and then the other one that was the most fun was the tide slide and that's where you take we had our house fraternity house was on a hill so we got a backhoe dug out a huge hole then put plastic sheeting down down the hill into the hole (laughs) filled the hole up with water this is insane and then we got tied and you rub tied on your chest on your body and girls did it too you know on your bikini or whatever and then you slide down head first into the hole (laughs) and i you know i seriously doubt that the everglades ride in tampa or the tide slide would pass today but it sucks because they were really fun and the most fun things like let's let people die dude a few people dying that's on them one time i went uh to costa rica we went on this like zip wire tour and it was insane if i had any idea what it was when i signed up to go i would have not have gone like we were like hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air with little to no secure fastening you know like we were just like standing on this platform that was like it looked like a chain link fence underneath your feet and just me and this couple were like just on our knees holding onto the chain link fence with our hands because we were so afraid to die and we could have died (laughs) so that's that's too scary i'm gonna stick with united states water parks over costa rican zip wires in terms of the level of fear i'm willing to tolerate which is not very high I also learned recently that New Mexico has an uh, an official state aroma. No, dude, that's stupid. Let's not do that, you guys. Hey, all 50 states, it's a no. By the way, did you know that OnlyFans has a TV channel now? Like, they're producing comedy specials. Like, uh, Brittany Brave, she's a great comic. She has a special coming out on OnlyFans TV. I thought that was interesting. You know? Hey, look at that. It's not just TNA, kids. It's creativity. Who knows? What, what's gonna happen with that network but i don't know i whenever i hear about cool new things i'm like whoa that's cool maybe i'll talk about it in the old pod june i was listening to a podcast that be real was on he's the one of the singers in cypress hill and he was talking about doing like dabs and like like vaporizer balloons and stuff to smoke weed with and some other equipment i couldn't even keep track of all the devices he was using and then he said he goes uh i was really fucked up man i could tell it was from the 30 hits yeah, you think the 30 hits might have something to do with it, pal? Definitely a correlation. Shifting over to fucking health news. What if I did this like a like a news uh, cast? I'm like, uh, in sports, you're a loser. And then in the weather, nobody gives a fuck. And in health, <laughs> this is a quote from an article that I read, but the most effective time to hop in a sauna may be after a workout as the heat may be able to amplify the cardiovascular perks of exercise. 
They did this study with 48 people. It's like, is 48 people really sufficient to like come to a conclusive conclusion? But at least it's from 2019. I hate when you read an article and they're like citing um, a study. They're like, wow, this is basically written in stone based on this study that was done in 1978. It's like, dude, do you think that's still fucking valid, bro? I kind of doubt it. Anyways, this study, they split the the people into three groups. There was a control group that was largely sedentary. (laughs) I love that word sedentary. I used to make fun of my old boss at Sapient. I'd be like, dude, you're sedentary. (laughs) It's just fun to be mean. He wasn't sedentary. That's why it's fun to be mean like that. Okay. So one of the groups was sedentary. One worked out three times a week and then a third exercise and then also went to the sauna for 15 minutes afterward. And then, you know, the group that worked out their cardiovascular fitness improved and they decreased their fat mass. But those that went to the sauna after saw higher cardiovascular fitness gains and lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels than the people that only worked out. So, you know, but dude, I don't want to fucking, the only way I can do a sauna is if I go to a more expensive gym. Like there's an Equinox not too far from my apartment, but that's just like $200 a month, dude. That makes me feel like I'm being wasteful if I go to Equinox. But if I go to fucking my gym it doesn't have one oh danny no one cares about that this is why people are only spending six cents on your ads dude because no one gives a fuck about that sorry I'll, I'll just delete that information from your head that last part no one cares maybe people care do you care i don't know sometimes people are like oh we like when you talk about yourself and some all detailed personal things so i don't know I, I never know what's appealing on a podcast i read this article about podcast marketing they're like Figure out your target audience and what their needs are. And then how are you going to serve their needs? I'm like, dude, what? You think I'm just like this marketing weirdo? No, dude. I think a comedy podcast is hopefully a little bit different and that you just try to talk about things you think are funny. And then that's it. <laughs> that's my plan anyways. Um, okay. I read this inter- interview with David Crosby, who recently died. And I thought this... Um, part of the interview was great. He was talking about one of his albums called Croz, C-R-O-Z. He said on Croz, there's a song called Time I Have. You start it by singing, people do so many things that make me mad, but angry isn't how I want to spend what time I have. Um, and then the interviewer asked him, does that mindset extend to this album? And David Crosby said, I spend a lot of my life angry and I don't want to. Because the less life you have left, the more you treasure it, and the more you are trying to use every minute to accomplish something. That attitude, which comes with age, is all through this record. There's a choice to be made with every minute that you spend, and I'm spending mine having fun, man, and creating. And he was like in his, what, I think late 70s when he died, and he still was focused on having fun and creating. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty beautiful. I just dislike when people that are like, I don't know, 26 or something like, or like in their early 30s. So like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm over 30. Like we have to know that we'll be home by 11 PM and uh, I'm driving separately because I'm over 30. And like, as though life is over, it's like, dude, you're not in existence for billions of years. Then you exist for what could be a short time. Hopefully we'll be up to 80 years, say, then you're dead, gone for the rest of existence for all of infinity. And so let's say that you live for 80 years. You're blessed enough to live for 80 fucking years. You're telling me that five eighths of your life from the age of 30 on, you're just like perceiving yourself as old and decrepit and not worthy or like not able to learn and create and have fun and go out and do things like that is, I don't even want to say it's sad. It's pathetic. 
it's but it's sad too and that that's how you're gonna that's the filter or lens that you're having on your own life and how you spend your time in the precious time that you have like the 50 years between 30 and 80 should be some of your happiest and most productive not like oh i'm done i'm checking out you know it's sad dude that kind of shit is sad all right let's move on to something more happy this is a quote about success from bill ackman who's bill ackman you might ask i didn't really research that i just looked at the quote okay he said, I've always had this view that success is not a straight line up. If you read the stories of successful people, almost every successful person has had to deal with some degree of hardship, whether that's getting six cents an ad for their pot. No, no, no. Whether that hardship is personal hardship, health related hardship, or a business issue. I've always had the view that how successful you are is really a function of how you deal with failure. If you deal with failure well and you persist, you have a high probability of being successful. Oh, I love that. I mean, I feel like the more you read about like comedy quotes and like inspirational quotes, the, the super common theme that runs through everything is just like perseverance, persistence, grit, the ability to, um, you know, deal with failure, experience failure and just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. But it's weird because you would think that success would involve only success. But a critical ingredient is failure. Well, you got failure, dad. You fucking honey. That's so not nice. That's my girlfriend, by the way. Okay. The second half of this quote, I realized that this next paragraph is also related to this Bertrand Russell idea because he talked about two, th- two dangers to be guarded against in old age. The other danger to be avoided is clinging to youth in the hope of sucking vigor from its vitality. When your children are grown up, they want to live their own lives. And if you continue to be as interested in them as you were when they were young, you are likely to become a burden to them unless they are unusually callous. That part I don't really get. I do not mean that one should be without interest in them, but one's interest should be contemplative and, if possible, philanthropic, but not unduly emotional. Animals become indifferent to their young as soon as their young can look after themselves. But human beings, owing to the length of infancy, find this difficult. These kids are just kids for too long. You get too attached and you're like, oh, they're just kids. Nope, they're not kids forever. You gotta let them fucking go, dude. But I love that idea about, I mean, it kind of goes to what I just said, like clinging to youth and the hope of sucking vigor from its vitality. Like, what are you, 32, sitting around thinking about the glory days? Dude, fuck that. Make the glory days now, motherfucker. And then the last thing that Bertrand Russell talked about in this article, a generation earlier, He touched on this in his astute observation that growing older contentedly is a matter of being able to, quote, make your interests gradually wider and more impersonal until bit by bit the walls of the ego recede and your life becomes increasingly merged in the universal life. I'm like, holy shit, dude, that's insane. So you're just thinking so much and so broadly about all of the things on the planet and in the universe that you just stop, you kind of lose the conception of who you are or not even the conception you just like hopefully become immersed in something broader <laughs> that shit's pretty good dude that's pretty fucking good i mean that actually ties into the last thing i'll talk about in the old podge on this week which is this article i read about how to stop ruminating and i mean the first thing to do is like is this actually a problem then they talk about defining what actually ruminating is like everyone obviously has the capacity to overthink, but a sign of trouble is if your thoughts become so persistent that they're like a car without brakes. If you, if you realize I don't want to be thinking about this, but I feel like I can't stop. That's when your thinking goes from being normal 
too compulsive and is considered rumination. Or another possible sign of what rumination is, is if you are overthinking issues that lack a solution. Like if you replay an awkward conversation in your head from a party, that's normal. But if you can't stop the loop, you just keep doing it over and over and over, and then you're distracted from other important things that you need to do, that's problematic because you can't go in the past, you know? I get annoyed when people like hold a grudge against you for something in the past. It's like, and I do it too, but I try not to, you know, because it's like, well, I can't go back three weeks ago and erase whatever happened. All I can do is try to get better now, apologize, try to rectify the wrong. But some people are just like, ah, well, he did that as soon as your name comes up or that person's name comes up. You're just like, they suck because of X thing in the past. Yeah, well, they can't fix that, you know? Obviously, I'm not talking about like committing murder or something, but you know, all right. Anyways, the few ideas that this article had about how to stop ruminating, which is, I mean, I do it a lot. I don't know about y'all, but I fucking, I definitely ruminate. Like if there's some small negative thing, and I know this is tied to like human nature because back in the day we had to like be aware of like, is there a tiger going to break into the camp? So that's why your brain is primed to think about threats, but you know, try to get better at it. Um, One thing you can do is divert your attention to something else. Um, This isn't mentioned in this article, but I've learned, I read in the past that focusing on being curious. If you're curious about something, if you're reading an article, if you're listening to a podcast, if you're exploring an idea, creating an art, then you're curious about what you're creating or what you're learning about. And that's, you can't be like, oh, well, my fucking childhood wasn't the greatest when you're trying to do something and learn something. So that's fun. The diversion is always a good idea. <laughs> Listening to music and focusing intently on the words or tune can also help break you out of your thoughts or other diversion tactics like talking with a friend, playing a game or exercising. Exercising is huge, you know? I feel like at the end of the day, sometimes I'm like, oh, stress, work, and then I go run and I'm like, what was that problem? That doesn't seem to be a real problem anymore, you know? Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying like all your problems go away if you go for a fucking run. I'm just saying your framework kind of changes. I don't know why I said that in a defensive tone, Danny. Let's let's just fucking relax, buddy. You want to avoid triggers is the second idea, like scrolling through social media. If that makes you feel bad about yourself, going on the internet, looking at bad things. Okay, that one makes sense. It's kind of obvious. Set a worry timer. That's good. I like that. I actually had a teacher in high school. I can say her name, right? I don't think she would care. Mrs. Johnson. She was an English teacher and she was great, but she was dealing with um, her husband... I can't remember what illness or malady it was, but he was very ill and I think he was dying. And she was very frank and open with us about the situation. And we were like, you know, all like frozen when she first told us, we're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Not crazy, but like, uh, you know, how, how brave of her to like share that with us and be open and like vulnerable with these high school students. And she was like a teacher. And she said that one of her, um, the, the way that she's able to manage it or was able to manage it then was she would say, she would set a worry timer. She would say, okay, for 30 minutes, I'm just going to be really upset about how sick he is and how this is unfair to me and I hate it. And then I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to go focus on reading your papers and, you know, being productive around the house, whatever. Like, so I, that worry timer can be a really good thing. And I, I try to do that too, you know, cause you can't just get rid of your fucking thoughts, dude. They're going to be there. If you just let that's kind of like meditating a little bit, I guess, just let the fucking sailboat sail on the pond for a while and then fucking tip it over and do something else. All right. I don't know why I really said it like that. Adding an activity like writing in your journal. I mean, I want to do that, but I never do. Do you guys write in your journal? I had one in college and then I just stopped doing it. So that's, that's, that's a productive, healthy thing that I did in the past. (laughs) 
Um, another trick to avoid rumination is to immerse yourself in the moment. Sometimes people ruminate about things that happened in the past or that will happen in the future, and there aren't immediate solutions available for either the past or the future. So to get yourself out of that unproductive thought pattern, take a moment to notice everything that is happening around you. Like, what do you see in front of you? What's the temperature in the room? Is there anything that you can smell in the air? Take whatever experience you're in and completely immerse yourself. That's kind of great. Then they talk about serious immersion, might need therapy. Um, and they said, if you can't control it, it's if the, I, I like this analogy, being unable to control your thoughts. It's like constantly trying to swat at a fly or hold a balloon underwater. That's such a good description. Uh, they also say in this fucking article, well, if you have like OCD or depression, obviously there's, you need to have a stronger intervention than just these like kind of self-thought ideas. But also they wrap up the article by saying, look, rumination is not all bad. At the end of the day, spending time thinking about issues or ideas is not always unhealthy. Um, sometimes if you're ruminating with a friend, it can foster a closer bond or prompt you to leave a stressful job or confront a bad friend. I mean, sometimes you're ruminating with good fucking reason by what to do about a fucking problem, you know? There's potentially a lot of sort of secondary gain that can come from rumination depending on how you use it. Dr. Siegel, who is quoted in this article, has described. What matters most is when... Sorry, what matters most when it comes to rumination is how your thinking made you feel, this other Dr. Mark said. I I'm not going to go give you the backgrounds of these fucking doctors. It's some article, okay? Just trust me. <laughs> if your thoughts are causing distress, anger, or anxiety, or if your rumination is pulling you away from important things in your life, that is when it's a problem. So I don't know how uh, the issues that you guys have to deal with with your mental health, but that's a big one for me. So hopefully that was helpful. And uh, if not, you know... I don't know. Send me $100 and I'll fucking contribute towards your next therapy session by sending it back to you via Venmo. Uh, Danny Palmer, NYC on Instagram. Black Hat, LES. If you're in New York City on any Friday night, come through. The dates in opening for Julio are on my website, dannypalmercomedy.com. DC coming up. coming up, Rhode Island. Da, 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 fucking Austin. Atlanta. Oh my God. You know, does anybody want to hear this, Danny, at the end? Does anybody really want to hear this? I, I do. I like hearing it. It helps me feel good about myself. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to the Danny Palmer show. You fucking jeans. We'll be back next week with another fun episode. I think next week's going to be me and Tom McCaffrey back at it. He's funny and fun and cool. All right. Peace out. Jeans.